Hey, welcome to episode 14 of the Wedding Community Podcast. This is a podcast that is all about elevating and educating the wedding industry. We do this by bringing on special guests and covering topics that would be applicable to any wedding business owner. This week, I am joined by my friend Jason, who is also a filmmaker just like myself. Now, even though this episode is gonna revolve around video, this is actually an episode for all wedding business owners. Video is not just a thing for photographers or videographers, it's for every business owner and it can benefit every business. If you're not doing video yet, you are totally missing out on getting in front of new clients and getting in front of your current clients. So anyhow, let's hop on into this week's episode and get started. All right, welcome back to the Wedding Community Podcast. Today, I am joined by Jason. Jason is the owner of Four Love Films and Night Owls Media. Right before we started, we were joking about how um, I, I met a couple that were, they were looking at his work and I think they called him like Nightbird Media or something like that. So um, so Jason's been at this for quite a while. Um, Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Travis, seriously, thank you so much for letting me be a part of this awesome series. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I We were kind of talking beforehand. I've always kind of known of you for a long time. Actually, when I was getting started, I remember I shot like a, a surprise proposal for this couple. I was actually just doing photos, not even video. And I was still pretty like early in it. And they're like, yeah, we want a very cinematic style. And you actually came up as one of the names. And I was like, yeah, I guess they, they look like they know what they're doing. So yeah, they're probably a good choice. And then we were kind of trying to figure it out. And it turns out you did actually shoot their wedding, which is kind of cool. Might make you cringe a little bit now looking back at it but I'm sure you still did a pretty good job so I have fond memories they were an amazing couple it was a fantastic day and you know I, I think any artist looking back at their previous work is going to go well I could have done this better this better but that's how we grow yeah exactly so Jason um you probably do a better job at you know describing yourself than I would so I would love for you to just kind of give the listeners a little bit of background on how you got started and kind of what you're doing now Sure. Uh, the quick abbreviated uh, background is I grew up with a camera in my hand. I wanted to make horror movies my entire life. Uh, and then when I got to college, I realized that film could be something that was amazing. So I studied film. I got really into it. I got really into like wanting to be in features. And then as soon as I got out of college, I was like, okay, I just want to make features all the time. And then on a whim, I did a friend's wedding uh, like last minute, I jumped in there with one camera and it just blew me away at how much fun and how much creativity you could have at like something like when you're in film school, they always tell you, like, if you don't pay attention in class, you're going to end up shooting weddings for the rest of your life. <laughs> and I always took that with like, you know, I had that on my shoulder being like, you know, I can't do weddings. I can't do weddings. I got to be serious. And then I started doing weddings and I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. This is exactly what I want to do. You know, you have full creative control and you can still have that kind of emotional attachment, not only to the people, which I've always loved, but then you can create this emotional thing that people are going to not only love now, but they're going to love for like 20, 30 years from now. And that's what really like resonated with, with me. So I jumped both feet in, I quit my job and I started my business in 2010 and yay, it's been a a hell of a ride ever since. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can make it through 2020, you could do anything, I think. So you're you're still on top. So you're doing good. Um, 
It's uh, it's funny you were talking about the school thing because it was the same thing for me too when I was in school. There was always a stigma of like, oh, you don't want to end up doing the weddings, you know, like that's not where you want to go. And then it's so funny because I end up doing weddings at, at one point. And now actually one of my teachers who was totally against weddings, he retired from teaching and he's shooting weddings. So it's just kind of funny how it all came full circle. The same guy that told me, you know, hey, you're gonna, you need to like, um, you know, you need to focus on one thing. You need to get good at one thing. Right. He's doing all sorts of different things now. And then the same guy that also was like, Hey, don't do weddings. That's like the worst thing you can do. He's now doing weddings. I think, I think there is this stigma <laughs> that comes with like the art field, but then once you do your first wedding, you realize, Oh, wow, this is like extremely fulfilling. Like not only can you be as creative as you want because you're appealing to whatever kind of style a couple might want, but you're creating something that's going to probably outlive you. Whereas, you know, a little, little artsy film that you made in school, like no one's going to remember in a couple of years. Exactly. And I think that's like the, the end all being of anyone creative is we want something to outlive us. We want something to stand the test of time. And here we are creating films that will literally become heirlooms to a family. And it, it sounds corny, but it's like, that's exactly how I take every wedding film. Like you never go into a wedding day being like, Oh, it's just a gig. No, this, this is someone's life story right here. So there, there, there's a lot involved with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, Jason, just for fun, I have a few little short questions I'll throw at you here. So don't think about them too much, but, um, if you had to pick one theme song, when you walked into a wedding, what would it be? Moby's flower hands down. Good choice. Good choice. Yep, yep. Um, favorite wedding drink of choice, uh, water all day. <laughs> Good I, answer. I, I got a cooler with me at all times. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you can never have too much water and I don't know what it is. I feel like the older I get, the more water I need. Like I feel like a camel on a wedding day. It's like, if I don't have like multiple water bottles and it's become even worse with COVID cause I used to just bring a big water bottle and I just fill it up all, every time I can. And now it's like all the water fountains are closed and everything. So you can't do that. All right. And then lastly, um, what's your go-to shoe choice for a wedding day? Shoot choice. What, what, what is that? Like what, what would be your shoe? Like what shoes are you currently wearing? Oh, shoes. Yeah. Okay. So I actually have two and it really depends. And I talked to the couple about this ahead of time. If it's like a more, uh, higher class wedding, like they want everyone dressed into the nines. I have some Rockaports that I really like. They're comfortable. They're high class looking. If it's a more like outdoorsy kind of wedding, uh, DC skater shoes. Black oh, yeah, DC you can get away shoes. with those too because uh, you really, I mean, they have like the all black ones or something you yep. could do and no one and will even know. Hands down, the most comfortable shoes I've ever had in my life. And like, you know how you're running around? Like there's never a time in the day where we're just walking. It's always like sprint over here, sprint over here, sprint over here. <laughs> and I've never rolled my ankle and I've never hurt my feet in skater shoes. Dress yeah. shoes hurts all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a sprint stand. That's like what weddings right. are. You sprint and then you stand and wait, and then you sprint and then you stand and wait. Exactly. So, um, Jason, now I know you were talking about the weddings. I know you do a lot of weddings, but you also have a separate brand for commercial. And recently you actually kind of divided the two. I would love for you to kind of fill in everyone on why you did that, how you did that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So for the longest time, I always thought about uh, being able to do everything under one brand. And I thought that would be easy for everyone. So I started Night Owls Media in 2010. And uh, it's based on the story, like the name is based on the story that I was the night owl of my film program. 
Uh, I, I, I was paying for college myself, so I thought I was gonna steal every moment I possibly could. So when the, the dean would come in with new students, he would in introduce me as the night owl who just stayed in the building all night. And I, I can count the number of nights I slept in there too. But uh, I, I took that with a mentality that I'm willing to work on any project, anything thrown my way, whether it's corporate, wedding, family oriented, anything like that. And throughout the years, I realized that wedding couples don't really care if you do corporate business videos. But corporate people do not like the fact that you do wedding videos. So the number of times I've reached out to people or people have reached out to me and we've talked and I'm like, oh, here's some samples of corporate work I've done. And then they look at the website and they're like, ah, oh, well, you do wedding films. I'm like, I absolutely do. And they're like, well, we're looking for someone else. I was like, oh, okay. That's a stigma that I mm -hmm. wasn't aware of. Yeah. So uh, last year we decided to officially break the company in two, doing four love films as our wedding company and like weddings and family events. And then uh, we are still in the process of creating the other side of the company that's gonna be only corporate related. And then Night Owls Media is gonna be the umbrella of everything. But I think having them two separate, it also has two separate mindsets. So when you go into the website, you know exactly what you're going for. And it's not a mishmash of everything. It's like, here's what I'm here for. Here's what I know I want. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really good. And I think that can really apply to a lot of different businesses where you do multiple things. Like I think of DJs and I've met non-wedding DJs before, which there's a whole ego with that. I feel like when you're, you're not a wedding DJ, you're just a, you're an actual club DJ or whatever. And I, I, you know, I'll ask them like, do you do weddings? And they're like, oh heck no, there's no way I would do weddings. And it's like, well, some of the best DJs I know are actually wedding DJs. So but there's just that stigma that comes with it. I think it happens with event planners too. They, you know, there's a difference between they plan like expos and conferences compared to planning a wedding. Even though if you can do one, I feel like you can kind of do the other, but there's just a certain stigma that comes with it. And I don't know why that is, but it's true. I, I remember one time, um, one of my, this is like when I just started kind of doing the rebranding and having visual film work separate of our wedding work. And um, I'm doing this shoot with this client and, he had only saw like our commercial work. He never saw that I did weddings or anything. And we were doing, you know, this really cool video for like his financial firm and stuff. And then we went out to get lunch after we were done and we're talking and he's like, Oh, like I can't, I hope you don't do weddings. Like I couldn't imagine doing weddings. And I was like, well, because you know what I'm capable of, I'm going to let you know, I actually do shoot weddings. And if it wasn't for the fact that I started in weddings, your video probably wouldn't look as good as it does right now. So, um, and he's like, really? Like I had no idea. And then I showed him like one of the films we did and it like blew his mind. And yeah, there's just a stigma with it. But once they understand it's gone, but you just don't want to lose them though on that first inquiry. Cause they're like, Oh, weddings, I'm going to go email this other guy instead. That's and that's exactly what it is. It's the st stigma of it. And you hit on a really good point. I think if you can do a wedding, uh, you can do other aspects because wedding is going to teach you not only to trust your gut about what's going to happen next, because there are no do overs. There's no second takes. It's all or nothing. And you got to be ready for everything. So like mm -hmm. your preparations on point, your, your, your mind's on point, your eyes are on point, but also your emotional engagement with your edit, like how you create something to touch someone out there. I mean, one of the greatest, uh, uh, compliments you ever hear as a wedding videographer is that wedding made me cry and I don't know the couple. Mm -hmm. And that's so cool because you're creating this emotion in a person who has no emotional attachment to that story. 
Hell yeah, we can do that for a business. Yeah. Hell yeah, we can. With You mean we get to script things out? We get to pre-plan? Oh, I can take care of you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, Jason, the main reason I wanted to bring you on today was um, obviously you're a videographer um, or do you prefer filmmaker? I know some people, they don't I, like the term. <laughs> I don't care. It's, it's such a heated debate and I just don't mind. Yeah, well, regardless, you're a very good creative and I know you're doing videos for business owners just like I am. And so I thought it would be really cool to talk about that because this might on the outside seem like an episode for just videographers, but really it's not even so much for videographers. It's for every other business owner because usually it's the other business owners that don't understand the importance of video. So I was looking at some stats and some of the stuff is actually old. It doesn't even reflect COVID. I would assume because of COVID, these numbers are up, but it was saying that eight out of 10 people, when they make their purchase decision, a video helped determine that purchase decision. So it could have been anything from an actual commercial, like, you know, in the traditional sense, or it was like, you know, a, an influencer doing a review on the product, almost everyone, I mean, eight out of 10, there's a lot of people are going to video first before making a big purchase decision. And that includes, you know, anything from not just like a car or a piece of equipment, but a florist, you know, they're going to want to know if you're the right florist for them. If you're a baker, they want to kind of see what people have said about your bakery stuff. And they'd much rather watch it than they would read it. Um, but another thing I thought was interesting too, is that 88% of business owners are satisfied with the ROI they make on their video. And and it was saying that the ones that aren't satisfied, there was usually an underlining reason why they weren't. Like the video was badly done. They didn't do it correctly. They didn't promote it correctly. There was usually some other reason. It wasn't just like, oh, it just didn't work. Like pretty much, you know, more than three-fourths of the time, it just works no matter what it is. So I thought it would be cool to kind of talk through this. So I guess to kind of start... Um, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm, I was kind of answering the why, but <laughs> what are some other things that you could kind of speak on that? Like why people should be doing video? So uh, right off the bat, my motto in the past year has become video is no longer a luxury. Mm -hmm. um, there is absolutely no reason why a business shouldn't have a video. Uh, not only for exactly what you said, but we are currently living in what's called an augmentator society. And what that means is we no longer praise the creative we praise the reviews of the creative. We, we praise the rhetoric. So what that means is, when was the last time you went to Amazon and just bought a TV? Like you just looked at a TV, you're like, I, I like LG, done, bought. No, we look at how many stars it has. We look at how many reviews it has. We look at the what other people think about it. And what you said is dead on is people don't wanna read. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but people don't <laughs> want to take the time to actually sit down and read something. But I get that. If I'm going through a review site and I see 10 paragraphs of reviews, I'm like, cool, where's the video? And I'll scroll down to the video and I'll just watch the, 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 the video then. Words have really become more about SEO content on websites, about driving you from one link to another. But video is absolutely... Uh, what people are craving. And you can you can see this not only in the numbers, like for instance, I have, I have a lot of stats here too that I can uh, shout out, but just look at the playing field of social media. Look at, uh, YouTube is the number two most used search engine on the planet. You have Instagram, which is the number one most used social media on the planet. And they are both visual based. So we are craving visual as a human race over written words 
And we are living in a time where video is easy, it's digestible, and it's very easy to do high quality stuff if you are going in the right direction for it. So yeah, I mean, that's just like scraping the top of the iceberg of that quick mm -hmm. question. But really video, like there's no reason a business shouldn't have video. Yeah, I like what you said. Um, what, what was your line? It was, it's, it's no longer a luxury. It, uh, video is no longer a luxury. Video is a necessity. Yeah, I, I like that a lot because it's so true. I mean, um, and, and it doesn't mean that everything you do has to be well produced. Like even our Correct. stuff, like whenever I'm posting like, hey, I'm at this wedding, it's not like shot on my, you know, fancy camera or whatever. It's literally just me taking my phone and doing a selfie. You know, it's not, it doesn't always have to be a professional is following you everywhere. It's just doing some type of video content that people are going to find engaging, I think is important. And especially with, you know, in the wedding industry, I think it's super important. I mean, I can't tell you how many like cold leads I get now from something like Instagram, where they, all they did is they use Instagram like Google. So they search like hashtag Chicago wedding videographer. And they saw one of my videos and I actually can even kind of track what happened. They followed me and then they must've been watching the videos. I would see they were watching my stories. And then at some point, maybe a week or two later, they send me a message and they're like, Hey, I really like your work. I want to talk to you. And if I didn't have an Instagram, and even if I did have an Instagram, if I wasn't posting things to it frequently, that probably wouldn't happen. They would have followed me just like they probably followed like 10 other videographers they liked, and they would have gravitated towards which one kept popping up in their feed. So just a note on that, because I, I got to stoke your ego here really quick. Uh, you are, you and one other friend are the reason that I keep pushing on social media so much. Like I see your stories come up and I'm like, crap, I got to do something. I, I got to, <laughs> I got to go, go make, make something really quick. You made something for May 4th. Uh, may the fourth be, be with you. Yeah. I was like, crap. I did a lightsaber wedding too. I got to go put something <laughs> up online. And like, it just totally like didn't even re re register with me. But um, stories are one of those things that don't need to be produced well. And you hit it right on the head. Not everything you release needs to be highly produced. You know, stories are about engagement. It's about learning who the person behind the camera is. It's about learning who the product maker is, so forth and so on. Uh, the rest of the Instagram page is for, you know, here's what we do. Here's our final product. But stories are all about, hey, look, I'm making sushi today and it turned out crappy. <laughs> you know, but it, but you're engaging with your audience by doing that. And then they think, hey, that person's my friend and I'm watching their stories every day. It's like reading someone's blog like back in the 90s. You know, it's mm -hmm. like watching your favorite TV show. Your favorite characters are coming on. So, yeah, having that constant form of video, like you said, even if it's just a camera up, hey, I'm at this wedding today, check out behind the scenes. It gives people kind of a feeling like they're seeing something that they normally wouldn't. And that's like a treasure. Yeah. Now, if the case was that you could do everything very unprofessionally and just shoot it all on your phone, we wouldn't have a job right. <laughs> because right. They, right. there would be no need for us. So I would love for you to kind of speak on, okay, when is it important then to hire a professional videographer? So I, I believe every company should have five types of vid videos. Uh, the first video is a teaser. This is designed to really whet the appetite of your audience. 30, 40 seconds, something just, just make, make people go, holy crap, what was that? I wanna learn more. And those I think need to be produced at a higher level because those need to wow people. I mean, we are inundated every day with video content and 
I, like we were talking about before the show started, you know, your lens of choice right now with that beautiful depth of feel looks so good. And it's so, we're so used to seeing people's crappy webcams that when we see something good like this, we're like, oh crap, uh, let's pay attention to that. Yeah. So by doing that, like a high production value for a teaser, it allows to catch more attention and more interest going into it. And then you go into the second video, which uh, I, I, I call a video business card. Essentially, this is what you would send to someone instead of doing cold calling, then going out to meet them for coffee, then talking everything about what you do. You can send them a, a 60 second video being like, here's my personality. Here's what I can do for you. And here's why you should go with me. And that needs to be high production value too. It's once you start getting those people coming in, watching this content, once you get them to your website, then you can do background social media, uh, constant videos, you know, three, four, five times a week. Those don't have to be high, highly produced, but to wow people to come and get you. And then as soon as you get to the page, what I call it is an explainer, is you do a longer video on the website because they're already there. They're already looking at you. They already know they like you. They're interested in what you can do, but tell me more. Tell me more about what you can do. And the irony of all this is I have none of this for my business. You know, it's like the old adage of the the two barbers in town. One has messy hair and his, his shop is really dirty. And then the other one across the street has really clean hair, but his shop is really clean. Which one do you go to? And you go to the messy one because the messy one did the clean one's haircut. <laughs> so anyway, I live my life by that standard. I dress down. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think having to wow people to come see you is the most important and that's where your money goes because that's where you get the ROI. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. And what's cool about bringing in a videographer too, cause I know I've done this for businesses is you could film a ton of stuff in one day and that could be repurposed content that could yes. be used. I think that is super huge. And that's going to save so much time because it's just like with anything, you know, you can build your own website, you can do your own bookkeeping, you can do all these things yourself, but how much time is that consuming of yours? And is it going to actually save you money by hiring a professional that can knock it out a lot faster than you would ever be able to, and probably do a way better job than you would. I got into an argument at a guy at a party one night, not an argument, it was, it was a friendly conversation. But basically he said, my job is wor 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 worthless, that uh, I have 4K on my phone, what do I need you for? Mm -hmm. And I basically told him, I'm like, you're paying me to know how to shoot, why to shoot, uh, what to shoot, and how to incorporate that all into an emotionally engaging piece at the end, so you don't have to take time to do that, I can do all of that in one day what can you do with your, your phone? And then I actually got hired to do a job with him. <laughs> That's so funny. But it's like, people think that video is something everyone can do, you know? But then look at what you do. Look, look, look at what someone else does, you know, a designer. Like think about someone who designs bridges. You look at a bridge, I can design a bridge. No, there's so much more that goes into that. There's so much more thought and theory and process and everything that goes into the, the final product that is never thought about, you know? Like for instance, when someone hires you or me for like a wedding, they think, oh, we're paying you that much for 10 hours of filming? It's like, plus the 80 hours afterwards. Yeah. And you know, the 10 years of experience to only do it in 80 hours. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Um, question for you. And 
kind of going off of your uh, party analogy, like I, I've ran into this a few times where I'm at some kind of networking event or get together or whatever. And there's a, there's a business owner there and we start talking. And one of the questions I always like to bring up is where do you normally find your leads? Cause it's always kind of interesting to see what people say. And I would say one of the most common things I hear is, Oh, I get all referrals. So I don't need to do any advertising or I don't need to do any, you know, content creation. So how would you speak to someone? Cause I'm sure there's people listening that think the same way where they're like, Oh, I've been doing this for 10 years. I have a great referral base. I don't need to do video. Why would I need to do video? I, I would love for you to kind of speak to that kind of person. So I have a mantra that I say every day, like every day like I have it printed off. If I could turn the camera, I'd show you. But every day I walk into my office and I read this mantra and it says, you can't grow if you're comfortable. And if you're not growing, you're in slow motion liquidation. Yes, if you have a business that is working for you and you're doing okay, fine, that's great. But it is going to eventually stop. The referrals are, you you know this, referrals are hands down the best way to get new business because then it's a one-on-one -on -one emotional engagement through someone that they trust to give information to you about this business. And that's fantastic. But to prove that you need more business and you want to widen your audience. I mean, why do you, like Coke, okay? I, I, I know I'm stumbling here, but I really wanna emphasize this. Coca-Cola, Coke does not need to advertise. They, if they never advertise again, they will have a huge consumer base, okay? They do it to keep it in the forefront of your mind. Let's say a business owner has a, a restaurant, okay? Yeah, of course they have referrals. They have people coming in every night, fantastic. But what about that one night when the people are sitting at home going, what do we wanna eat? There's 10 places in town, which one do we go to? Well, I was just strolling through Instagram and I saw this awesome picture of these ribs. They looked fantastic. No other context except that you know where those ribs are from, so you wanna go check that out. You wanna go eat that, you wanna go there. So having that constant influx of content being pushed out there, just like Coke. You know, Coke doesn't do it to get more people. Coke does it to remind you, go, hey, remember Coke? We're awesome. Come on over. So yes, I think having the content out there is absolutely crucial, regardless if you're kicking ass on referrals or not. Yeah. Um, there was another set I saw. I didn't copy it down, but I remember when I was looking at these, there was another one I saw too, where it was a, a high number. I think it was like seven out of 10 people want to see more content from the brands they trust. So even though like going back to the Coke analogy, even though like I, maybe I know that I prefer Coke every over every other cola, but I just kind of want to know that they're still doing new things and I kind of want to see what they're doing and just kind of be reassured, I guess, that like they're going to be around in 10 more years. And, and I think that's, that's kind of what you're doing. And, and maybe, maybe you don't need the, the, you know, the big brand video right now, like that's maybe not what you need, but doing some educational content would be great. And, and maybe you don't even necessarily need to hire anyone for that. Like maybe that's just something you could pull out your phone real quick and just get started just doing something. I think is, is really helpful. And I know for myself, um, with, 
what I do with my business is anytime like a couple asks, like a different couple asks the same question like five times, I'm like, okay, we need to make like a video about this because I don't want to answer this anymore. Like probably the biggest one that I get is um, when we do photo and we don't do it that often. So it's like, not like this comes up all the time, but every time that we do photo, this comes up. And so we have a hosting site that we put all their photos and to protect it from other people stealing their photos, there's watermarks, but we give the couple a download link so they could download their photos with no watermarks. What's my first question that I get when I send the link? How do I download these without the watermark? Well, so I decided to do a screen recording of myself going through and being like, okay, I pretend I'm a bride and I'm looking at these photos and I want to have these five photos. Well, okay, I'm going to click this button. I'm going to type in my password and there's no watermarks here, or I want to do all these photos. So I, you know, just, I think track, keeping track of things people ask you all the time and then turning that into a video is going to save you so much time. Like I never have to answer that question now because whenever I send them the photos that videos with it. So in this even actually happened the other day, bride sends a reply. Hey, I saw there was watermarks on there. How do I download those? I didn't even respond because a couple hours later, she's like, Oh, I saw your video. Never mind." <laughs> so, so I think there's a lot of creative ways and it's not always like the big brand video. It's just like throwing together a little educational content. And if you don't know what to do, you know, reaching out to maybe a videographer or, you know, Jason or I, and just even maybe just getting some consulting of like, how should I set up my camera in my house? You know, we're, we're always like happy to do even things like that. If you don't need us to film and push the buttons for you and everything, Hey, maybe we can help you like get something set up and going so you could start doing these things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I do a lot of educational videos for small businesses on my YouTube page. And it's like how to build your business through video. And I always emphasize it's like, you don't need a video crew. Yes, it would be wonderful. Hire me, I'm available, yeah. let's do this. But you don't need it to keep pushing your business forward. And I think that's one of those things like no one tells you because everyone's trying to sell you. And it's really important to know that you have options and you're right. Um, I've had a couple people reach out to me and they're like, well, can you do consulting? Like, can you just come over and show me like, where in my apartment should I set up the camera? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then again, like 2020, that's, I got a lot of those inquiries. So we're starting to do consulting now. And it's really quick. I go over, I'm like, okay, uh, over here looks good. And they're like, cool, okay, bye. <laughs> There's more to it than that. But uh, being able to understand how to do it yourself, oh man, it's gonna save you so much time and stress. But when you're ready to go to that next level, then you know go after a videographer, hunt them down, ask them questions. And I think one of the biggest things if you do reach out to a videographer is get to know them. Like they could have great videos, but is that the video for you? You know, do, can they emotionally engage you in a video? And that's what all video comes down to, whether it's a scary video, whether it's an, uh, a crying video, whether it's something you just love, it's about emotional engagement. And a good storyteller will be able to do that with regardless of the content. Uh, we got uh, a client just recently, we're shooting for a garbage company. And they said they wanted their garbage company to look friendly. And my brain just went, how? <laughs> like it is, that's not something you think about when you think about garbage. They, like they really wanted to be like the people you think of when you want to have a good time. And I was like, okay, well, everyone loves kids. Let's have a little kid in there who idolizes a garbage man. Yeah. So that's what we did. We created like this little kid who was just so excited to bring the garbage to the garbage truck. And then the garbage uh, 
man, he takes out a box and he hands it to the boy and the boy opens it up and it's like a little garbage truck toy. And you just like, you see his face light up. And I'm like, that's how you connect a service that you would never think would be that kind of emotional connection. I mean, there's a thousand different ways every company can do everything. And I'm going way down a tangent here. Reel me in, Travis. Come on. No, no, you're good. And <laughs> it's it's good because even though we are talking about how you can do a lot of stuff yourself, mm. what you're talking about is the benefits of hiring a professional. Like I, uh, you know, I did some videos for a chiropractor and this happens anytime I do videos for a certain niche. After I finish the video, guess what I'm getting? Facebook ads for their competition. And they're never good. And that's, that's the thing you could tell when they're doing them themselves, because it will be like this long paragraph that you could tell the doctor must have wrote. And it's all these terms and it's, they're stuck in their head, you know, and they're like, this is what is important about what I do. So I'm just going to spill this all out on a Facebook ad, take a, you know, an okay photo from my iPhone. And this is my Facebook ad. And then the ad doesn't work. And then they think that the Facebook ads are broke, but it's just because they're not connecting with the people scrolling through. Like, I see that. And I'm like, you know what they should have did? They should have like interviewed someone that was struggling with like headaches or something and not, not even related to their practice, just some kind of problem someone would have like headaches or bad posture and just make a video like that and just speak about it in the, and the ad. And then, and then they're going to be like, Oh, I have headaches click. And then next thing you know, they're on their website and then they're coming into your office. So I think that is the benefits of hiring a professional. It's not just the quality. It's the fact that we've been doing this for years and we understand the strategy behind it and how to take what you're doing or the ideas you have and kind of flipping them around so they actually work and they don't become a dud. And you bring up an awesome point about that. The amount of times I've sat down with someone to do like an interview for their business and they'll easily talk for an hour because they know every step of their business. Like a doctor will tell you all the medical terms, mm -hmm. but that's going to scare away everybody who's watching it. Yeah. So I always have to step in and be like, okay, we're going to narrow this down. We're going to really not script it, but we're going to let you talk. But let, let, let's bullet point it out to actually what people need to know. And I think yeah. if you're doing it yourself, just know that, that not everyone is as interested or as knowledgeable about what you're doing. So get it down to the core level. Yeah. Even um, related to that, we, we did one for like a dental. I remember the first time I did a dental office video and they actually came up with a shot list for me. And it was stuff like, you know, doctor working on tooth and oh, okay. flossing tooth and all this stuff. And in theory, it's like, oh, these would be fun, sh you know, shots to have, but that's not good for a commercial for a dental office. Like right. you don't want to see blood and, you know, also all that kind of stuff in your video you want to see like the kids coming out of the chair and they're like oh i got the fun sunglasses on and you know i'm i'm smiling because my teeth are white or like the embarrassed person who didn't smile now they're smiling because their teeth are clean and and so uh that's what you want to show but a, a doctor might be like oh i want to show like the tools we use because they were expensive and it's like well i you probably don't want people to know what you're using because that's just gonna scare them from coming into your office <laughs> yeah yeah so true well um jason i would love for you to kind of maybe walk us through like let's say i'm a i'm a company i'm i'm looking for new leads i'm looking for a creative way to find new leads i don't want to do the wedding wire the knot anymore or whatever other options are out there what are some steps that business could start taking to use video to then hopefully get more traction, get more leads and, you know, hopefully more bookings. 
So what I really come down to when uh, when a company asks me this exactly, and th this is what it really boils down to for every business, is how do we get more inquiries? How do we get more people? How do we get more, more traction? And it all comes back to content is king, consistency is just as important. Mm -hmm. So if you just have one video and you just think, we can just do this one video and that's the only thing we're gonna advertise. We're just gonna punch this up on Facebook ads over and over and over. People will get sick of it. Uh, whether it's a video, photo, whatever. So you need to constantly be creating something of value for people to read. For example, um, I was always uh, uh, taught that you don't advertise your business in Facebook ads. You don't advertise what you do in these ad streams, you add, you add value to what people need. For example, uh, if you wanna do a Facebook ad, you say, here are five tips to de-stress your entire wedding day. And then that takes them to their website, you have to sign up for the email, and then you give really quality five good tips. You know, like one, one of my, my, my tips is your day is gonna go by super fast, like if, if no one's told you that, everyone's gonna tell you that by your wedding day, but I always say, every time you think the day's going by a little fast, take a big breath, take in everyone around you, understand that everyone is there because they love you. And then when you're up at the vows, you know, holding each other's hands, take a deep breath and look back. You know, that's gonna slow down the day and it's gonna make those memories that much clearer. So then I'll do like four more really good uh, uh, de-stressing tips, but now I have their email. Now I can reach out to them and say, I really hope these de-stressing tips helped. I would love to be of service to you. If you do, if you are looking for videography, here it is. And then of course, I'll have some videos on there too with some cool content so they can watch that and be like, oh, this looks really neat. And then once they're connecting that I'm the one who's creating that, then they're like, oh, not only can he de-stress my day, but then we can also get cool content on top of it. So you have to add something of value out there and you have to constantly keep doing this. And I'll, I'll be the first one to stand up and say, I mess up by this. Sometimes I mm -hmm. get so busy that I'm like, okay, I can't focus on advertising right now. I just have to focus on my, my, my clients. And then I'll go like three or four months without advertising. And then you'll see three or four months after that of no inquiries. So you gotta kind of keep up on it. And it's like a constant pace. So new content, consistency. I mean, you know how it is with a podcast. Mm -hmm. You're 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 going to get more followers if you constantly do something like, like we're going to release this new podcast every Thursday, and then if you miss that one Thursday, and everyone's going to be like, well, he's not doing it anymore. It's yeah. done, and and you're not in their feed anymore. Just like we were talking about with the Instagram thing, you don't necessarily need to be like I, I see some studios, and it's like they got like. 50 stories posts in like one day, like you don't necessarily need to do that. If you can more power to you, but just having like, I almost kind of look at it this way, the little, the little circle at the top, if it's not red around my name, then like, I need to do something. It needs to be like at least one little thing, because if someone is going to be looking through their stories, I got to make sure that they, you know, I pop up at some point because there's a good chance if I post something, they might not ever see it. Um, but if, if I'm in their stories, there's a lot higher chance they'll be something there. Very true. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes throughout this thing because you're bringing up all these great ideas. And I'm like, oh, that's a fantastic <laughs> idea. I'm, 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 gonna I'm, implement I'm, I'm taking notes down too. So, <laughs> um, so um, don't know where I was going to go with that. Um, 
I think, no, I think this is all good. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up too, and I, I've talked about this before, I think on a previous episode, but for all the other vendors that aren't photographers and videographers, you have to remember that the photographer and videographers, like they should become your best friends because we kind of hold the keys to so much content that could probably be very accessible for them to have because we've already shot it. And so that's something to always keep in mind too, is like, don't be a jerk on a wedding day. You know, like you want, you want them to like you because they might be willing to be like, Hey, you know, it was so much fun working with you. I would love to maybe give you like a couple clips of footage or some photos. If you could add me to your vendor list, maybe, or something, you know, like kind of doing like an exchange for exchange. Um, I think that's so important because their chances are like that photographer's photos are going to look a lot better than your cell phone photos did. And they already have them. So why not try to be good friends with them and maybe offer them like some coffee or offer to put them on your, you know, preferred vendor list or just something like that to be able to get a hold of that content that they have. So working off of that, like every time I reach out to a DJ to ask if I can plug into their system for the reception, I always offer, I will take extra footage of you performing at the reception and I will make you a video. Mm -hmm. If I like the venue, I always reach out to say, and like, I will make you a little video. Sometimes they take me up on the offer. Sometimes they don't. Uh, a lot of the times I'll send them the video anyway, and I just never hear anything back. And then I never <laughs> see it come up on their social media. I'm like, oh yeah. crap, uh, they didn't like it. But um. I think you're absolutely right. Like photo and video are the capturers of the day. We're the hunters. We're the one bringing something back at the end of the experience. So yes, don't, I mean, one, you shouldn't be a rude to any other vendor because we're all on the same team. You know, we're all trying to score a touchdown for the couple. So we're, we're working together just makes the experience that much more fun and that much better for them. But I, I don't mind making a quick vi video for someone. Like if I know I have content of them, like if I know I have content of like the wedding planner, I'll absolutely do it because then I'm on the forefront of their mind the next time they're in a meeting and they say, you know, their couple says, oh, do you know any video people? And she's like, yeah, this guy just made a video for me. Like mm -hmm. talk to them. So, I mean, it takes us not that long. It's already in the, it's already in our content. And, you know, compared to making a wedding film, it's nothing at all just to throw it, throw it together and give to someone, but it's a huge thing for someone who doesn't have quality video or photos. Yeah. And going back to what you're talking about, I mean, it's helped me get business because you were talking about how you make some for venues and then you never even hear back from them. I do that too. Like if I go to a venue, I really like, and maybe I don't even ever connect with them, but I just really liked going there. We had good shots. We make these little like one, two minute videos. That's just like best wedding venues. And then I just, you know, I tag that wedding venue all over the place. And so I've actually booked weddings because they were searching for that venue and the video we made came up before that venue's video. And so they're like, Oh, someone actually like captured footage there. We should probably contact them if we are going to have our wedding here. So it all kind of comes full circle where I'm more than happy to always create stuff like that because it actually helps me in a lot of ways, because if, if, someone, as long as, you know, they're there, it's a good venue and they're searching for good reasons. Like they're getting married there. That's going to help me even the same with the DJ. Like when I've made stuff for DJs, when I post my own version to 
because if someone's going to start searching for that DJ, they might see my video. So when they contact that DJ, they're also going to contact me. And then hopefully that DJ, you know, I had a good connection with them. So then they're like, yeah, you should contact Travis. And they're like, oh, I already am reaching out to him because he's, he made the video for you. And we, that's the first thing we saw on YouTube when we're looking for reviews. So it all, it all comes full circle. And I think if we're all helping each other, it's just going to benefit everyone. Whereas if we're just trying to hold stuff in and, you know, keep it to ourselves, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't do it. There's no benefit to that. I think on adding on top of that, anytime a other vendor posts something about the wedding, I always try and tag everyone at the wedding because then it's free content for them that they can use and be like, Hey, look what we were a part of. That was really cool. But then again, it's, 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 it's not selfish. It's strategic. It's that, yeah, uh, I'm posting a tag of a florist that I, I, I never met before that day. And probably chances are I'm not meeting that day, mm -hmm. but since she is tagged in that, uh, video, someone looking for a florist who likes that florist will see that video and then they'll see our work and they'll be like, oh, well, here's a video that we didn't even think about being an option. And sure enough, there's some beautiful flowers there. So it's yeah. killing two birds with one stone, but it's, it's kind of like creating that mentality of the tide rises all boats. You know, if we all work together, if we all tag each other, if we all are in this community together, we all raise up together where we can actually start, you know, charging affordable rates and things like that and uh, doing more content that we love and just being out there and meeting more people that we love. There's a whole waterfall of positivity that happens after that. So I tend, tend to go off on spectrums of awesomeness. <laughs> I gotta get, gotta get rain back in. No problem. Well, Jason, it was a pleasure having you on. I thank you for your time. Um, to kind of wrap up here is, are there any cool things that you're currently working on that you would love to plug? There's always cool things I'm working on, Travis. All right. Um, so I do a podcast. I've kind of been on a hiatus right now, but I am jumping back into it called uh, Behind Every Story. And it's literally me interviewing random people about their life, about certain things of aspects like that. It's it's very non-formulaic, it's very fun. It's just interviewing random people. Uh, other than that, we are focusing heavily on corporate videos right now. I'm really focusing on creating content for small businesses and things like that. But if you head on over to our Night Owls Media uh, YouTube page, I have a ton of video content helping other filmmakers on their journey and then helping small businesses on their journey as well using video. So I come out with those as fast as I can when I actually have downtime to make something. Um, but yeah, uh, check that out. Behind Every Story podcast and Night Owls Media on YouTube. Thanks. And I think I have the links for those. So I'll put those in the description. Cool. Too, so thank you. Can get to it easily. All right. Well, awesome, Jason. Thank you again. This is a lot of fun. Um, I had a great time. Travis, first of all, thank you so much for letting me be on this. This was an absolute blast, but thank you also for doing this for the community. I think having this kind of positive, I've, I've watched your episodes and they're great, but having these kind of awesome people on here and I feel honored to be among some of your amazing people. <laughs> Holy crap. Like you have some amazing people on here, but um, uplifting the, the community as a whole, you are doing an amazing thing here. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for those kind words. All right. Till next time. I'll see you around. Thanks, Jason. Have a great night.